Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today.
Let us pray. Heaven, help us all. Lord, help us. Bring about your kingdom in real and visible ways. Help us follow your footsteps, Jesus. Help us to point others to your grace, your beauty, your undeniable truth. Amen. Let's stand and sing. Take
don't know about you, but it can be hard for me to admit when I mess up. It can be really hard for me, but I've found that when I do admit it, when I'm honest about my shortcomings, God's grace just seeps through and surrounds me. I can rest in his grace. So knowing that Jesus has already extended grace and forgiveness to you, let us pray the prayer of admission together. God, we miss the point when we try to take care of things on our own. We miss the point when we do not trust you. Forgive us for our attempts for control. Forgive us when we do not believe in you. Friends, believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven, which means we get to live in peace. Thanks be to God. Amen. Before we get to the gospel word, I want to um, tell you about something we're doing in November called the Genius Swap. It's on the back of your program, and um, it is kind of like a workshop. Downtown church member Jeannie Sullivan is trained in this, and Whoever wants to show up, just sign up online, just bring yourself, and she'll walk us through an exercise to uncover um, what it is that lights us up on the inside, what it is that um, is unique to us, maybe so unique to us that it comes easy to us and we don't even realize that it's a gift. And then in real time, we will swap those gifts of genius with one another. It's not just for downtown church, so feel free to um, invite your friends. And there's a FAQ on the website that will explain a lot more than I can right now, but I hope you'll take a look at it and join us in November. We like to try new things. 
Our scripture reading today comes from the gospel according to Matthew. You can follow along with me in your program or in your Bible. I'm reading from chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. Listen now for God's word. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Jesus says, come to me. All who are weary, all who are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The word of God for us, the people of God. The title of today's sermon is Rest for Your Soul. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense that God would choose to hide things from wise and intelligent people. And it sure doesn't make sense to me that God would reveal those same things to infants. That is God's gracious will. So, If we want to live in the kingdom of God, perhaps we need to vote infants to lead us. Infants who, in my experience, cannot feed themselves, cannot clothe themselves. Infants have never paid an electricity bill. Infants have never washed a dish. What do infants know that wise and intelligent people do not. You know, Jesus, he makes the point of saying wise and intelligent so that we couldn't find loopholes, you know? So we couldn't work around to try to make sense of Jesus. Y'all know we all do that, right? If Jesus had just said intelligent people, then we could look for the wise among us, right? We would know, okay, it's not an IQ score. It probably needs to be the the number of years that you've lived and the experience that you've gathered. They need to run the kingdom, right? And Jesus doesn't do that. If Jesus had just said everyone except um, the wise people, then we would just look for intelligent people who haven't lived very long, you know? Like get the kids on the robotics team and the debate team. They could lead us into the kingdom, but Jesus doesn't do that. He says both intelligent and wise. There is no workaround, which means that God's gracious will is hidden from most of us in this room. Maybe all of us except that one over there. Good thing that we have some infants among us. I recall a baptism, uh, Wren Anderson who couldn't have been more than a few months old when she got baptized here. 
And I cradled her in my arms as I spoke the words to her, for you, Wren, Jesus suffered. For you, Wren, Jesus died on the cross. For you, Wren, Jesus was raised. And though you don't understand any of these things, Jesus has already done it for you. And as I cradled her in my arms, y'all, she just stared at me. Like a stubborn kind of stare, an intense stare, an intentional stare. And she made me pause in that moment, in that sacrament, and pay attention to what she was telling me. In her persistent stare, in the gaze that I still cannot shake, there's a connection that we had to each other through our connection in Christ. And that connection can bring us to our knees if we let it. In fact, I remember talking with some of you after that baptism during holy interruption about what had happened. You guys could see, some of you, that her gaze, it like got to me. And I wish that I had let that silence loom longer, larger. I wish I had let the truth that she was speaking to me move and fill this space and make it awkward, uncomfortable for all of us. Because what she was speaking to me was rest for my soul. Who among us is not weary? Who among us is not carrying heavy burdens? Who among us is not desperate for rest for our souls? Maybe that needed to be the sermon that day, and I missed the point. Maybe little Wren's stare in awe of the wonder of God's great mystery incredibly locked into the moment of God before us. You know, it makes sense now that I think about it that God has chosen to reveal the kingdom of God to infants. Perhaps, actually, we should come to expect this of Jesus. He's always flipping sayings and systems on their heads, trying to get our attention. Jesus, who's always looking with the stubborn stare at everyone he meets, communicating way more than words can. Perhaps Jesus is right. Imagine that. To give thanks to his Father for hiding his gracious will from those of us who are wise and intelligent. Because it makes us listen to the infant. I didn't tell that infant to speak up just now, I'm telling you what. We listen to infants every single Sunday when we come to worship at Downtown Church. Praise be to God. During worship, when we get quiet enough, we can hear them in the nursery behind us. And at first when this happened, when we moved into this building, we panicked. The wise and intelligent among us, we panicked and then, and because we thought, how can people hearing infants scream worship? I mean, how can we concentrate on learning the word before us? How can we pray? Well, then after we freaked out, we got strategic, right? 
We started buying sound absorbent panels and sticking them to all the walls, every surface that we could in the nursery. And we, we covered the floor with rugs. And then we hired more downtown kids workers, right? Because we thought, okay, they can each hold one and shush one, you know? You know what God did? God sent more infants. <laughs> and then I, I kid you not, I'm pretty sure God like invisibly just pinched each one during worship so they would scream even louder. I'm done. <laughs> Just bring him on up here, yeah. I remember uh, Pastor Lucas when he came, and we were kind of laughing about it, you know, and he said, well, Don, I had this professor, which I didn't get to have because I'm older than him, this professor uh, from Africa who, who taught him, and he said that um, in his village in Africa, the infants don't make any noise in worship because they don't have enough nutrients to be able to cry. So that professor made sure that every pastor-to-be in that room knew that when a child makes noise in worship, we praise God because it means that child has enough to eat. So no, infants cannot build bridges. Infants cannot sign treaties or communicate with neighboring nations. Infants cannot operate on a heart that desperately needs to be fixed. Infants cannot provide for anyone or anything around them. Why would God choose to reveal God's gracious will to them? It's because infants, by design, have to depend on others to exist. Infants, by design, have to depend on others to exist. Infants depend on engineers to build bridges. Infants depend on leaders to sign treaties and keep diplomacy. Infants depend on doctors and surgeons and nurses. Infants depend on caregivers to feed and change them, to hold them close, to sing them lullabies, to help them know that in a world that is disorienting, and completely out of their control, they are gonna be okay because they're in someone else's hands. It makes sense. It makes sense that God reveals God's gracious will to infants for they understand faith. It is their lived experience. They have to have faith to depend on others, on the human race in order to survive. It makes sense that infants understand the trust that is required to have faith. When we surrender our will to God's will, we are dependent on God for knowledge that things will be okay. When we surrender our will to God's will, we give up the opportunity to control. When we surrender our will to God's will, we experience what it is like to be held, cradled in God's arms, steadied by God's heartbeat, soothed by his lullabies, reminded that we are not alone, that God has agency in our lives, that God will somehow make it okay. I think about um, caregivers who cradle babies and tell them that it will be okay. I think about uh, pictures I see of 
of um, first responders cradling babies, trying to tell them that it will be okay. And I instantly think, they don't know. We don't know if it's going to be okay. Most of the time, we don't know if it's going to be okay. And yet, what do we do? We scoop up that child. We cradle them in our arms. We sing them lullabies. And we tell them it's going to be okay. And then we do everything in our power to try to make it okay. Sometimes I think even the most intelligent and wise among us need to be cradled by God. I think that's what Jesus says when he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give rest to your soul. Only God can give that rest. I was in Atlanta recently, well, not too recently, with my preacher's group. I was there when Russia invaded Ukraine. And when we're together, our preacher's group in a room, we are so engaged in the word and in idea sharing and swapping with each other that we actually don't even bring out our phones. I know it's hard to believe, but we, we get so enamored in scripture and with each other that those phones stay tucked away. Well, at one point I had to step out of our time together and I pulled up my phone and I was scrolling through and I started to see what was happening, right? Immediately, I I saw the reports of the invasion. Immediately, I see words of terror. Immediately, that terror just starts seeping into me. And when I went back into the room, I was quiet and I was shaky. And when someone asked me what was up, I told them what I had seen and I voiced my fears about what this could mean. I was worried about my buddy Drew, who is a chaplain in the Navy, who's in that preacher's group with me. I was worried about what it would mean for him and for his soldiers. I was worried about what it would mean for his wife, who's my friend, and his two sweet little girls. I was worried about a draft for soldiers. I was worried that this might be the start of another world war. And after talking in circles for a minute, my buddy Drew, he got up and he walked over to me. And he put a hand on my shoulder and he sang. He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 And he's shaking. And I can hear his, his voice trembling like mine. He's not a trained singer. But he pointed each of us in that room beyond ourselves, beyond our worries and our strategies and our fervent text messages to anyone we know in power, about what's going to happen next, he points us beyond all of that to God. And when I looked up, my eyes were glossy with tears. And my friend's eyes were glossy with tears. 
And we sat like that in the quiet with a stubborn stare, allowing God to speak. Infants cannot survive on their own. Infants cannot control anyone or anything around them. Infants scream when they are in need. And God, often through incredibly compassionate humans like you, meet the need with a hand or a cradle or a lullaby. May it be so for us wise and intelligent humans too. May it be so. Amen. He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 He's got the itty-bitty baby in his hands. He's got the itty-bitty baby in his hands. He's got the itty-bitty baby in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother, in his hands. He's got you and me, brother, in his hands. He's got you and me, brother, in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, sister. In his hands, he's got you and me, sister. In his hands, he's got you and me, sister. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got everybody in his hands. He's got everybody in his hands he's got everybody in his hands he's got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole world in This table belongs to Jesus, doesn't belong to me, doesn't belong to downtown church, which means that this table is open for everyone, for all to come and see that God is good. Jesus says to us, come, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest for your souls. Many of us come to this table weary and carrying heavy burdens, And through the mystery of this sacrament, Jesus gives us the rest that we need. It is a gift we get to receive. The Lord be with you. 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Let us pray. It is right to give you our thanks and praise, O God, for you formed the foundations of the earth. You spoke life into us, and you have sustained your people for generations. Sustain us, we pray, as we come to this table to fill up on your good gifts. May this bread and this cup be for us your real presence and your spirit with us. May we be so filled up with goodness and rest for our souls so that we can engage in this broken world and point others to you. We praise you, joining our voices with the choirs of angels and with all the faithful of every time and place who forever sing to the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. We praise you, O Lord, and we pray now using the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We remember on the night Jesus was betrayed, he was at supper with friends, and after they had eaten, he took bread, and he gave thanks to God, and then he broke it. And then he said these strange words to his friends. He said, this is my body, which is broken and given for you. Take, eat, don't forget me. In the same way, he took the cup and he blessed it and he poured it out. And he said, this is the cup of the new covenant, which is sealed in my blood, shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Take, drink, don't forget. For as often as you and I eat, this bread and we drink from this cup, we proclaim Christ's saving grace until he comes again, and he is coming again. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your table and for the place set for each one of us. As we are fed, may we listen for your word to us. May we listen to each other. 
and may we follow in your way. Amen. Let us stand and sing. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest for your soul. So as we go from this time of worship, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit, may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those no one loves. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.